This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are live with some major, major breaking news, and that is that the nation's number one overall prospect, five-star quarterback prospect, Arch Manning, has sent shockwaves across college football in the recruiting world when he announced his commitment to Texas football Thursday morning. I'm Taylor Estes, Horns 24-7 Managing Editor, and I'm joined over here by Horns 24-7 Recruiting Analyst Mike Roach. And Mike, let's just get down to business here. Arch Manning took an official visit to Texas over the weekend. It was his fourth visit to Austin. Um, You reported over at Horns 24-7 all week. The visit went well. Texas has been in good spot with Arch Manning, but you know, things were with this has been played really close to the chest. What what was it that has led to Arch Manning, you know, making this decision and really sending shockwaves through college football? Over the last year, a lot of people have asked me the question, like, what does Texas have to do to get Arch Manning committed? And I think that the biggest thing I, I always said was they need to keep running the race they've been running. They need to keep building the relationship. They don't have to do anything crazy. They don't have to blow out a visit or anything like that. I think this commitment was a a year and a half process of building strong relationships, doing all sorts of things like that, and being able to, you know, put themselves in a place where they could finish with him. Getting the last visit, I think, spoke to those relationships. Um, AJ Milwee, the the quarterback coach of Texas, did a phenomenal job in this recruitment. And I I can't, you know, the only thing I can really hang their hat on at this point is building those relationships and and getting him to the point where he trusts the direction of the program and and quarterback development under the staff. You know, you had, um, Arch obviously went to an official visit to Texas during spring. And you and Hudson over at Horns 24-7 you know, had great coverage of that, but it seemed like Texas took a little bit more of a um, low-key approach and not kind of, you know, laying out the red carpet, you know, having all the guns and whistles blowing when he's, uh, you know, on campus or some massive hoopla around him. How much did that play an impact, do you think, with the type of kid that Arch Manning is with his personality? Uh, Yeah, he's not a big hoopla kid. He's not a kid that wants a lot of the attention. He's pretty uh, mellow, pretty humble, pretty laid back. And and I think the low-key approach works for him. Like, he just wants to come into town, see some things, have a good time. You know, he doesn't need all the bells and whistles. He doesn't need a bunch of cars and flashy pictures and all those sorts of things. I think he's really bonded with a couple players on the team. I think we get, you know, the MVP of this is, is walk on defensive back, Michael Taft, who's been kind of his unofficial host on every visit and was his official host on his official visit. Um, He's the guy along with some other kids from that Westlake area that have really bonded with Arch and I think made him feel at home and awesome. Is, what do you think it was about that? I know that you, you've you talked a little bit about the community where um, Arch is from and uh, at Isidore Newman, you know, might be a little bit more similar to Westlake. Is that kind of 
where you think that connection was or was there more you know depth to it than that yeah demographically uh you know the area arch is from is is not that you know different from westlake and um i think that you know that they just connect they come from similar type of backgrounds they you know you you tend to connect with with people who who you're alike with and so um i think that was a big key in it but i also think that you know there are a lot of kids from isidore newman who have come to texas as just students and i think that they've kind of in the same way connected with the the westlake kids and so there's a lot of crossover there and um you know it's been it's been big for for texas and uh, for them to be able to have that natural link because the coaches can recruit as much as possible but when you have a group of players or kids your age that can make you feel like okay this is the place for me this is where i'm comfortable i think that's big i think that's a, a huge part of recruiting that gets overlooked a lot all right, before we get to what this means for Texas football in the future, let's talk about what this means for the 2023 recruiting class for Texas. I think that there's been a lot of talk around Arch Manning's commitment or recruitment before he committed that whenever he does make his decision, there's going to be a several dominoes that kind of fall in place in line after that. With Texas being you know, on the winning side of this recruitment, what do you see as some of the, the main domino effects that could come after Arch Manning committed to Texas? I think one I'm certainly watching right now is Jonte Cook, the five-star wide receiver from DeSoto, who has been close with Arch, has been talking to him behind the scenes. Texas has, all, has been a favorite in Jonte Cook's recruitment regardless. He's coming in this weekend, moved his official visit up already. And I think that that's one that if it doesn't happen this weekend could potentially happen soon after. Um, you look at some other skill players in the class, like Jonah Wilson at wide receiver, uh, Mikel Harrison Pilot, who visited last week and, and spent a lot of time with Arch on that trip. Um, and then you look at running back. I think Cedric Baxter is a guy that Texas has been gunning for. And now you, you can go to him and say, okay, now we have the top quarterback in the country. Um, you can get the line to surround him. And even on the defensive side of the ball, you can start building with elite prospects like Anthony Hill and JV and Taviano saying, you know, we've got the We've got a chance to make a run at, at number one. So uh, I think it, it's a really, you know, huge development for Texas. You know, um, earlier in the week, there was a big development, not in Texas favor with a five-star running back, Ruben Owens announcing his commitment to Louisville. You know, Texas seemed to be in the race with that. Do you think that this Arch Manning commitment changes anything or the dynamic with Ruben Owens and his commitment with Louisville? Um, I know Arch and Ruben are close, and and so, you know, potentially maybe that causes Ruben to reconsider. But like I said, Texas is kind of all in on Cedric Baxter at this point as the second running back take. Now, if Ruben Owens wanted in, would Texas take three running backs? Probably. Yeah. But I, I think that, that Tashar Choice's eyes are, are eastward to Florida and to Orlando where, where Baxter is. Okay, that's that's good to know. And um, this is actually the second commitment that Texas has landed this week. Ironically, on Sunday, Texas landed the commitment of an Isidore Newman tight end, Arch Manning's teammate and friend, Will Randall. How much, you know, when that happened, Mike, I think every Texas fan got like, a, oh, this is going to happen, you know, like really thought that the, the ball was rolling and landing Arch. Um, you know, how much of their relationship do you feel played a role in, in this decision? I think it certainly helps having a friendly face going to Texas with him, a guy that he's played with for the last seven years, one of his best friends in the world. It was never going to be an automatic thing, but I think, um, you know, for to have, you know, a guy like that committed in the class, it certainly makes it a little more helpful. It's another friendly voice in his ear. 
it's somebody that, you know, when he goes to campus, he knows he'll be with. And so um, I think it was big for, for Texas to get that done on the front end so they could get this done on the back end. Now, looking at just Texas recruiting overall, I mean, I I do not recall an, a time where Texas in back-to-back years landed the nation's number one overall prospect or former, I guess we'll say, with Quinn Ewers, you know, um, signing with Texas as a transfer now with Arch Manning. Um, that to me seems like that could cause some monster momentum that will not be slowed in the future. I mean, how big is that, do you think, for Texas recruiting efforts just moving forward in general? I think it, it, first of all, shows the pedigree Steve Sarkeesian has as a quarterback developer and a guy that has gotten quarterbacks and passers to the league. I, I think it's huge for momentum because, you know, a lot of times if you're selling one big name quarterback, well, you know that guy could be gone in two years. Right. Um, but now you're starting to stack big names upon big names. And I think when you look at it, uh, being able to say, hey, we're, you know, we hope to go right from Quinn Ewers if he's the starter this fall to, uh, Arch Manning, maybe in the future. We love what we have in Malik Murphy as tools wise. Hudson Card is still there. I mean, it's a, it's a good quarterback room. It's one of the good problems to have now. We're probably likely in the portal era lead to some attrition. Yeah, I would assume so. But um, on the recruiting front, I think it's huge. More so, not just getting the number one guy and the five stars, but the brand names that both Quinn Ewers had as a recruit and Arch Manning has as a recruit, um, I think are both huge. Yeah, I mean, these are kind of guys that almost seem like unicorns, honestly. I mean, there's like, are they real? Are they fake? You know, I mean, because there's so much attention that followed both of their recruitments. Um, Now let's talk a little bit about what this means for Texas football. You know, with the transfer portal era, I think that a lot of people um, expect quarterbacks or, you know, guys of the magnitude, the type of recruits like Arch Manning is to probably expect to start day one once he gets on campus. That doesn't seem to be the case for Arch. Um, you know, you and Hudson Standish talked on the state of recruiting coming out of the weekend um, of Arch Manning's visit that, you know, he may be somebody that is is good to kind of learn a little bit behind Quinn Ewers or whoever the starter may be. What what do you, like, how do you assess that, how that's going to kind of play out and, uh, it, you know, can you kind of ease concerns at, at all with any fans that may think that, you know, if Arch Manning gets on campus, doesn't start day one, he's gone? No, I think ideally for Arch, he would probably look at a redshirt year, maybe even a little bit of playing time within that year. But um, I don't think he's a kid that feels like he needs to see the field from day one. I think that um, he's patient with the process. He's passionate about his development. And I don't think it's necessarily – something you want to do. I don't think programs want to start true freshman quarterbacks. And so um, I think that that had he gone to Georgia or somewhere else, it would have probably been the same thing. You know, he'd probably sat for a year at least and it kind of learned. So I think that that's always been kind of part of the plan and the reason separation wise, why it kind of worked for Texas to, you know, Texas signed Quinn Ewers on the original trajectory in the 22 class without him ever decommitting and reclassifying. It'd be a lot harder because he'd be coming in right now as a true freshman. He's already got a year of eligibility under his belt and now can go to the NFL in two years if he's you know worthy of that. And so that actually opens up the timetable way better for, for Arch. Yeah, that's a really good point because, I, I mean, I, I've been saying for a while it's hard to consider Quinn Ewers a redshirt freshman because he's pretty much – he should be a true freshman. But, you know, that decision really has – and out better in Texas' favor. Now, for um, let's look a little bit more at Arch Manning, the recruit himself. You've been out to see him plenty of times. 
there's been some questions, I think, from people about the level of competition that he faces in kind of the private school um, football league that he is in, um, you know, the New Orleans area. Um, what What's your take on his him currently and how, you know, do you think that the level of competition he faces makes him look somehow better or anything like that, like some people have claimed? I've covered a lot of players that have, that have you know, not played against the best competition. And I'll give you the best examples. Bijan Robinson's league in uh, Arizona didn't, you know, necessarily play the best competition, but traits matter. What translates matters. And the things we can see from Manning, it's not necessarily the, you know, what his stats are on Friday nights, but it's the traits we see of him as a passer, his mental game, all those sorts of things. I think they translate mini league. And so, yeah, maybe, you know, the competition is not as good. And, and, you know, would he be putting up similar numbers if he was playing 6A in Texas? I don't know. It's hard to say. But, um, you know, I think the thing that gets discounted is it's not like Arch is playing for the best team either. I mean, they've got some players. They obviously have Will Randall, but it's not like Isidore Newman is just loaded with prospects either. So um, I think in those situations, you have to look at do they do do they dominate in those leagues and do they uh, do they do the traits they show off translate to the college level? And and you you know you are recruiting analysts, and I trust everything that you guys say. How would you? What would you think? Would you say that his his traits are as elite as they should be, or is he kind of one of those guys that people say like if his last name was Smith, and he may not be the number one overall prospect in the country? I really hate that argument because uh, people who say if his last name wasn't Manning, then would he? Be, you can't discount that. That's a big part of the pedigree is a big part of the picture for him. And I think that growing up around some fantastic quarterback minds, his ability to see the game. And I think that's where he shines most is mentally. You can, he thinks the game extremely well. I mean, he's got the arm power. He's got the size. He could do all the physical stuff, but mentally, I'm not sure he would have those traits had he not grown up where he grew up. So I don't want to take those out of the equation because I think that's part of what makes him who he is. And, um, and yeah, the traits are there. They're not, you know, he's got, he's good at everything. He's, he could throw a good ball. He's, he's accurate. He's, he's not going to guy that you, you look at and you're like, wow, he could throw it through a wall. Like, you know, Malik Murphy could, or when yours, but I mean, he's got the arm power to get the ball anywhere on the field. It's not like that. He's an overwhelming physical freak in any way. It's just, he's extremely good at a lot of things. And I believe he's an elite mental player. You know, one thing um, I was talking about with somebody earlier in the week with the Manning family, you know, um, the people that have thought like maybe, you know, Arch Manning is expecting to be a day one type of starter or something. I feel like with that family history, with their their pedigree, um, their knowledge of the game, I feel like that has probably led to Arch having more of a you know, level-headed approach when it comes to being a day one starter because it's so easy now to enter the transfer portal for these guys. And I think it's so easy for fans to jump to the conclusion that that may be the case if the guy doesn't, you know, start day one. Um, how much do you do you think that, you know, having that type of role models in Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, and then, um, you know, uh, Archie Manning, the, the senior there, do you think that has um, – a lot to do with just kind of his demeanor and his more like level-headed approach to recruiting um, aside or, you know, in, in comparison to some of the other top, you know, recruits that you see that are totally all about, look at me, I, I want to be the guy day one. Yeah. And I think throwing his dad, Cooper Manning as well, they've, they've all been a very strong family and have been very dedicated to handling this the right way. 
and I think he has. I think he's handled this incredibly for the number. I've seen the pressures of being the number one overall player eat kids alive and just turn them into something they weren't. That hasn't been Arch, and they've limited his, you know, the ways that media can contact him and things like that. He's not big on social. He had his first tweet today. It was a commitment tweet. He's not following anybody on Twitter. Like he doesn't really get into all that. So. Um, they've done a fantastic job just keeping him grounded, keeping him level-headed. And really, if you if you ever go out to Isidore Newman, and I've been out there three times, I think, now, you just watch him interact with his teammates, and he looks like any other kid. I mean, it's not – he doesn't carry himself in any other way. He just looks like any kid you would see on a high school sideline. So let's let's shift the focus real quick here. I know you are uh, – I just want to tell everyone that is listening right now and watching here on the Horns 24-7 YouTube channel – Mike and Hudson currently are pulled over on the side of the road on their way to College Station for the state seven on seven tournament. So we're going to try to make this quick here. Wrapping it up real quick, Mike, let's look at the football side of the things, the Texas side of the things with uh, the quarterback room really starting to stack up with the Longhorns having Hudson Card, Quinn Ewers, Malik Murphy, the early enrollee true freshman, they still have Charles Wright on campus. Now they have the commitment of Arch Manning, which was their number one target. Um, that's a loaded recruiting or excuse me, quarterback room that Steve Sarkeesian is going to have to handle. You know, how do you see the best case scenario for Steve Sarkeesian and managing the talent that he does have and keeping them engaged, um, you know, on the, on the roster? It's going to be tough. And that's part of like managing a quarterback room in today's college football. I mean, I think that you have to expect probably two, at least two of those bodies to be gone at some point the next time the portal, you know, is is really available. And I think, you know, Arch just being a commit helps a little bit because he's not there yet. Um, from what I know, uh, I, I'm trying to recall. I, I, I'm not sure. Some of those private schools don't allow kids to graduate early. So I'm trying to recall if Arch is, an, is planning to be an early enrollee or not. I would assume he is if he can. Um, but you know, when he gets on campus in the spring, that's when it'll really, I think, start to, to meet out or it, it could be in the winter portal. I, I think we'd expect to see probably at least two names go in. I mean, it's just there's one ball to go around, and I think a lot of guys will see the writing on the wall. And if you're Steve Sarkeesian, there's not much you can do. The answer and what I think Texas is doing is to stack as much talent as you can in that room so that when there is attrition, you've got guys that you can go to and feel good about. Absolutely. Huge, huge day for Texas football. Mike, before I let you go, anything else that you think is relevant to add to this, this uh, discussion? I think, um, you know, I've talked to several sources at, at Texas over the last month who have said, you know, if we can get Arch end of June like we think we can, um, this thing will take off. And I think that you could see us have 18, 16, 18 commits by the end of July. And so if that's the case, it could be a very busy month. So uh, stay locked in the Horn 24-7. Absolutely. For all of the latest Texas recruiting and team news, head on over to Horns 24-7. Mike, really, really appreciate you joining us and really appreciate all of our viewers and listeners for jumping on with us for this live emergency edition of uh, Horns 24-7 YouTube video with uh, the nation's number one overall prospect, five-star quarterback Arch Manning, making his commitment to Texas. As Mike said, go stay locked over at Horns 24-7 for all of the latest recruiting news, you have a feeling that this is going to be uh, lead to a, a very, very heavy, um, positive heavy, I think, muff for Texas football. So for Mike Roach, I am Taylor Estes. We will talk to y'all later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.